your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche with me, as always, on the Thursday Power Ranking Edition, Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. And yeah, a brand new, brand spanking new power ranking for you. And we always complain about how the top just doesn't seem to have changed. It kind of, I mean, it has, it has not in full, but those two teams that are always locked in at the top, one of them got knocked out and not only got knocked out one space, two spaces by two teams in particular that we kind of like. So I'm excited to get to this one. Yeah, man. Uh, missed last week due to some personal stuff I had to take care of, but mm-hmm. I'm back just in time to mm-hmm. uh, for this to be a, a celebration, really, of, of, <laughs> of I what I believe, I think we could both agree, is hockey justice in the rankings. I mean, it's like halfway through the season, and I feel like, you know, we won a Stanley Cup, kind of. Or maybe we got to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> we haven't... Maybe next week we'll have won it, you know, uh, it's personal a, feelings. Uh, it's uh, I, I think we're going to get the award for almost there. Uh, yes. Yeah, right, instead of right. our participation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, like last week it was kind of more of the same. A couple teams moving here and there, but we're at yeah. the point in the season where it's not going to be people are jumping, you know, 10 spots right. or anything like that in, in, in case of a week. So what we're going to do today, we're obviously going to you know, bring them up. We will, you know, discuss a little bit here and there. And then because, yeah, we're kind of at the halfway point of the season, we'll take a look at the playoff teams and are they seeded appropriately with how we have them ranked? Again, this is across the whole NHL channel at Locked On. Uh, all our hosts get a vote. Uh, Adam proudly does not vote. That is, uh, you know, his his American right to not I will, do that. I will die on that hill. I'm yeah. So, uh, so. Even though his team is are where they are, you can't call him biased for doing it because he didn't vote on it. I did, so you can blame me. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll bring that up right now. We'll go full screen with it. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, there you go. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, we typically read down the top ten and then kind of break things down. So your top ten, number one, remains the same with the Florida Panthers. Number two has been the Canes for a while now. That is no longer. The Colorado Avalanche take over the number two spot. The Tampa Bay Lightning take over the number three spot. So the Canes drop two spots. They are now number four. Uh, The rest of the top ten remains the same. Five through ten remains the same. And they are the Maple Leafs, the Rangers, the Capitals, the Penguins, the Predators, and the Knights, the Golden Knights. So. The big movement is obviously at the top with the Canes dropping two to number four, Avalanche moving up from three to two, Tampa Bay Lightning moving up from four to three. And yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say it here. We'll we'll bring this down and get us back into the picture here. Um, For the first time in a long time, I did. I put the Colorado Avalanche at number one. 
and I am not going to deny it. I, I, you know, you can call me biased if you want, but I assure you, this is the first time I have voted for them to be number one since the preseason. And this is as high as they've been since then. When the, 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 when the season started, I've already forgotten. I know it was Avalanche and Lightning in number one, number two. Were the Lightning number one be, because they won the, the cup or were the Avalanche at number one? I can't remember. I think that there was probably a couple of weeks there where our teams kind of flip-flopped. Just, I think the Lightning originally started out at one because they were the yeah. defending champs. And I actually said at the time that I didn't believe that they were the number one ranked team. I Obviously, you know, they're coming off back-to-back cups, but I I really thought in that moment in time that the Avalanche were the better team. And uh, But now going to like where we are now, with these rankings do you feel like this is probably the best representation of how things are in the league because there has been some controversy over this past season about you know where teams belong uh from some of our listeners and viewers but i i think at least in my opinion i think this is the best represent- representation of how teams are performing right now i my biggest obviously my art our issue actually was canes go high for so long and you know finally with them moving down to four, I think I don't have an issue with all, any of these these placements. Have you seen any teams that maybe they should be higher, maybe they should be lower? Um, you know, and I talked about this with Gil last week. Like you're you're kind of like your top is your top ten set is kind of like the question I asked him. Like the, the teams that are in the top ten, unless they have a you know a, a horrific couple of weeks, uh, you know, like so, something epic, like what the Flyers are going through right now. We'll get to them later. Uh, but like, do you really see any of these teams dropping out or any of those teams knocking on the door of top 10 are just going to have like a, a streak where they can crack the top 10? That's always possible. Yeah. But if it, if not, if everything kind of just stays the same and goes the pace that it's going, I, I don't know. I find it hard to see some of these teams, you know, you got Minnesota at 11 and I think they've leveled off. I think they are kind of what we thought they were uh, and they, they could they sneak up there i think they do only if a team above them just has a, a catastrophic fall yeah. um but for me i don't know like what's uh let's see i think i want to say toronto is maybe not deserving of number five um i think they should be a little bit lower and i don't know man i i just I think what the Penguins are doing right now, I, I think needs to to really be kind of appreciated. And I kind of feel like it's going unnoticed, um, you know, because you have teams like the Panthers and the Avalanche doing what they're doing with their uh, 17 game, 16 game home winning streak um, yeah. and eight game winning streak overall. They're playing fantastic. The Rangers keep playing very well. And I don't I, I don't know, maybe, you know. Because I pay attention more to the East Coast teams. I'm saying I completely ignored the – or I pay more attention to the West Coast teams. Sorry. Not that I completely ignored the East Coast teams. But I just get the impression that nobody's really paying attention to Pittsburgh. I I, I think what it comes down to with Pittsburgh um, is just when you look at this Pittsburgh roster and how they've been playing, um, a lot of it has to do and, – and no surprise here, but a lot of it has to do around the play of Sidney Crosby. Uh, I think when you look at the roster – the big question mark with this Penguins team, and I guarantee you once the playoffs roll around, this is definitely going to be something that's going to be spoken about a lot, is their goaltending situation. Um, not something that really jumps out on the table, not really something that you would think is going to put the the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. But 
I, I think that really what it comes down to, and, and you said with the Leafs, is that maybe they should be a little lower. I think once we start getting into the, the five through eight range in terms of the rankings, I think what the Leafs, the only way they could prop possibly fall down at this point is if we're talking about the Rangers, Capitals, and Penguins going on absolute tears within the next week. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, I, I do the Penguins deserve to be higher up? Absolutely. But if you've looked at the recent play with the Capitals, Rangers, and Leafs, they've also been playing incredible hockey. So it's just one of those things. And, and you also have to remember, during this run, the Penguins has, haven't really exactly been playing a lot of top-tier opponents. Uh, they had a tough win against the Dallas Stars last week, which was or the week after, which was, I mean, not to say that the Stars aren't a good team, but they're, they're not exactly... Yeah. The, the wild yeah. or, or the blues of the West. Well, you, and you mentioned the blues. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, if blues fans are listening to this, they're, they're, they're yelling at the top of their lungs. Like we deserve to be in the top 10. So are, are though, are they one of those teams that, because when you just look at the overall standings, they're sitting eighth right now, as we're recording this in points, they're 25, 12 and five for 55 points. Um, and you know, the, a team like the Bruins is above them that have only 50 points, but let me see. So the, the blues have played 42 games and the Bruins have played 39. So yeah, the blues have, um, games in hand, three games in hand. So that kind of, you know, that evens it out a little bit when you take that in consideration, but you know, the blues, are they another team that because the avalanche are playing so well in that division, everybody's looking at them and people see the distance between the avalanche and the rest of that division right now. So maybe the blues in the wild kind of like take a little bit of a hit because the avalanche seem to be separating themselves in that division. So unfairly people are going to be looking at the blues saying like, Oh, maybe they're not as good as they really are. And no, they're a very good team. No. Yeah. They are an absolutely very good team. And I think a lot of it, of the reasoning behind why they're so far down and maybe why a lot of people outside of blue fandom maybe aren't taking them as seriously is because you look at the Western conference other than, you know, after Vegas in that fifth spot overall in points, it kind of starts to fall off a little bit. I mean, you have the ducks at 49 and then the Kings at 48. And then after that, it's just kind of, a lot of teams that are just not playing well at all. And it's just kind of a survival of the fittest where if you look at the Eastern conference as a whole, it's just an absolute dogfight from top to bottom. Um, even, you know, from the lesser, lesser talented teams like Detroit and Columbus, you still have teams that could go out there and, and beat some of the higher, higher ranked right. teams. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people aren't really looking at St. Louis as high up as they really should be. All right, well, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we'll talk about how our rankings compare to what the playoff picture looks like. Um, and it's kind of accurate for the most part, about 99% accurate. We'll get into that. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march into the playoffs towards the Super Bowl. What a week of uh, NFL action last weekend. That was that was some good stuff, man. So uh, you can go to Bet Online as it remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, a new updated desktop and mobile website. And when you sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on from obviously football, basketball and hockey, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage 
of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet and wager on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. So when it comes to the playoff pitcher and our rankings here, uh, the only team that we have in the top 16 are the Calgary Flames that are not in rise of, you know, are recording this uh, locked into a playoff spot. So who is the team that is outside of that 16 that right currently has a playoff spot? That's the Dallas Stars who are at 18. So not that far off, but and the the Flames are, you know, on deck. Basically, they, they are the team that is right below Dallas. They do have their so. They are Calgary. I'm talking about are at 44 points. Stars have 46, but Calgary does have three games in hand. So you can look at that one way or another. Like, yeah, the Flames technically don't have a a, uh, a wild card spot right now. But if all things were equal, they likely would. Um, so I think you know the the way that the voting has gone in terms of the teams that are in the playoff picture. It's fairly fair, and the team's just on the outside. You have the Sharks at 17. They are the second team uh, outside of the playoff pitcher. Um, so, yeah, I think things seem to be evening out when it comes to how our rankings are lining up with the teams that are in the playoffs. And we're kind of going to look at this week in and week out because, yeah, we're halfway through. And, you know, after we get through the All-Star break, you know, everybody's – it's a mad dash to the playoffs. Yeah, um, you, you hit the nail right on the head there. And I was actually going to bring up, you know, there as much as a lot of people like to dump on them, I still think there's plenty of time for the Oilers to 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 fix this. And and you're you're nodding your head right now for those who I'm shaking are, my head. I'm shaking you're, my head. Yeah, you're, you're, nodding you're, my head would be agreeing <laughs> with you. Shaking my head is is disagreeing with you. I don't, I don't but, know, man. I, go ahead. I go I. Ahead. I I just feel, and, and this is the same reason why we kill people for ranking the Oilers too high sometimes, is that you have two of the best players in the world on your team. And I know I there's know. not a whole I, lot backing that up in, in net as well as on the ice, but I, I still think you can't count these guys out. I, I, I think that it would still be very, very foolish not to, to at least give the Oilers a little bit of a sliver of hope for, for them to probably sneak in at the end. I'm not saying once they get in, it's going to be, you know, a magical run, but I, I still think, especially in the West with how, you know, teams like the Sharks who are are still really surprising a lot of people, you know, they're a very good team. And I think we could both agree that they're, they're overperforming this year as well as the Stars. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we could see a team like the Stars and the Sharks kind of hit a rut in the next couple of weeks and the Oilers get it back together. And I think that's the the what everybody wants to assume with the Oilers because they have, you know, God's gift to hockey right now in, in, in Connor McDavid, and you know, his his Robin and Leon Drysaitel, like they can snap out of this. Those two guys can't make that team snap out of it. And like what we were talking about with the Islanders, can the Islanders break out? Like this was early in the season, like in November, yeah. and we gave them through December. We were like if. Well, well, let's reconvene on this, and at the new year, let's kind of reassess where the Islanders are at. They, they're, they're playing better, but you know, you're just too far back. Like you can't make up all that ground. The Oilers are dangerously close to that, 
And yes, they have the two best players or, you know, whatever you want to rank them, whatever. Clearly two of the best players on the planet. Um, you need more than that. And yeah. they don't have the depth. They don't have the goaltending. If they had goaltending, I would be like, okay, all that, you know, if that guy can just go on a hot run, whoever, if, if they had a, a goalie that was, you know, just playing out of his mind. Yeah. You always have a chance. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. And and I'm, I'm, you know what, if this is going to cause an uproar, I don't care because this is how, this is how power rankings go for me. It's, it's current. And like I yeah. said, I put the avalanche at number one. I put the Oilers at 31 for this week in voting. And I think that's exactly where they belong. They're playing like garbage. When you have those two guys on your team and you lose, what was it, eight in a row? Yeah. I don't think anybody, if at the beginning of the year, I told you at some point during the season, the Oilers would have an eight-game losing streak with a healthy McDavid and Dreisaitl on the team, you would have called me crazy. And locked on would have fired me. <laughs> well, that that actually brings, that actually is a good segue into our kind of something we wanted to to talk about too as well. You so you have the Oilers at thirty one. Now the team yeah. I think we could both agree at this point in time is very well deserving of thirty two. Is the Philadelphia Flyers, and that's who I put at thirty two. That's the yeah. only reason the Oilers weren't at thirty thirty two. And, and yeah. it's crazy to think about what a, a month ago. I we were on this show saying a coaching change is needed and this team will get a start to turn it around. And that's exactly what happened for a week. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was yeah. it was right. It, it's gotten it's gotten. Pro, this is probably the worst hockey I've seen the Flyers play in years. And, and, and is this is this where and in Flyer fans, please reach out to us. We would love to hear your, how you're feeling. Mm. Just, you know, your mental health in, in general with this whole situation yeah. in Philly. Yeah, yeah. But is this where now having them at the bottom of the list, does this give the coyotes, the Kraken and the senators a little bit more, you know, okay, at least it's not as bad as Philly type situation. Do you give them a little bit more of a pass? Cause the Sabres are in 27 that, you know, they're, they're only a spot above the flyers. So by that reasoning, I guess, you know, the Sabres would get bumped up and, or is it not that bad? Are we are we are we maybe being a little harsh in our assessment of the Flyers? Oh no, it's that bad. <laughs> it, it is it is that bad for the Flyers right now. I don't think there's a single Flyer fan out there that will say like, eh, it could get better. It, it, no, it's not going to get better. It could get worse. They said, yeah, like Mike Yo is gonna is gonna finish the season. You think? Really? <laughs> Who who's gonna take over? Who wants I've, to take over for that team right now? He's going to finish the season if he, you know, goes into next season. If he's the guy, I don't even think he's going to be the guy I'd be to have, have the long-term contract for them to, to really turn the tide because he hasn't proven he can do it this year. If they saw some improvement, maybe they would have given them yeah. an offer to coach him into next year. Likely not going to happen. I don't know. Like, technically, they've lost 13 games in a row. Not, you know, we're not counting like shootout losses or overtime losses or anything like that. 13 games in a row. And the NHL loves to tout its parity. When you have parity in a league, one team is not losing 13 games in a row. It's not happening. But the Flyers somehow are uh, bucking conventional wisdom and and miraculously, I'm impressed. This this is like Anchorman, like, uh, you know, the dog going in the refrigerator, <laughs> Baxter going in the refrigerator. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. 
that they've lost 13 games in a row. And now, like, look what's, look what's happening. The Avalanche are involved. Well, I shouldn't say they're involved in trade talks. The rumors are going out that the Avalanche are maybe putting a package together to get Claude Giroux out of, out of Philadelphia and bring him into Colorado. Like, that's what's going to start happening now is they're going to have a fire sale and hoard some picks um and and they're they're starting on the ground floor right now so yeah i i as bad as you know canadians have been and coyotes have been in the kraken again like i we say a lot it's, it's what what's going on right now and right now the flyers are the worst team in the league and that's that you can't even argue that yeah it, it was i i think um we have to go back and 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 reiterate what we said i think the only solution there in philly right now is john tortorella obviously we're not going to see torts in philly this year but mm. i that's a scary combination especially with how bad they're playing and how potentially bad they could be next year if there's a fire sale um is there any team on this ranking in the lower half that you think could shock the world in the next couple of weeks or at at least by end make the biggest job Man, that that's it's so tough. Like you know, like I said, what Gil and I were talking, like is is the top ten kind of like locked in? They might maneuver around within the top ten. Maybe somebody sneaks in, um, and then the same is true on the bottom end. I I don't like we're we know where we're at right now in yeah. in the part of the season, and I don't know. I just don't feel like there's a team that's suffering from like COVID or something like that, or suffering from uh, a massive injury. You know, the, the Knights are are waiting for Eichel to come around, but they're already at number 10. Yeah. So it's not like they're, you know, they don't have a long way to go to, to ascend up the rankings. If they were struggling, just waiting for him to come back and they were like low teens or high yeah. 20s, that would be a team that's like, all right, when they get him back, as long as he's healthy, maybe they'll start ascending up. But well, that that's a, I don't know, man. That, that raises the question, though, how people were ranking Edmonton so high because of McDavid. And Drysaddle. Now, going forward, once Eichel's on the on the ice, regardless of how he's playing, do you give Vegas a little bit of bump because of Eichel's on the ice? I mean, if they're winning, well, if they're winning games, but, but that, I mean, they could they could win games, and he could not break the stat sheet. That's true. I don't know. I I, I really want to see how he's playing. Like you know, this is a, a spinal cord. Uh, surgery he had. Yeah, that's no joke. It's not like he had a, a hangnail or something like that 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 needed a surgery or anything. like this. That's a serious surgery that he had. So, I, I mean, people are just assuming that he's just going to get back on the ice and be the Jack Eichel of old. That's a very real possibility. It could happen, but I want to see it first. I'm not just going to assume it's going to happen. It's definitely something to watch. Yeah, I I, I, I would imagine that. People are at least going to probably bump him up just a just a little bit because of his presence. You know, if they go on and win three games in a row once he's back on the ice, they say, "Oh well, it's the Eichel effect." I I'm not going to give them in my my non voting ballot. I I'm not going to give them the bump just based off of him being in the in the the uh, the lineup. But the going yeah. back to what I asked you before about the the biggest jump, I the team I really like, and the reason why I asked that is the team I really like a lot. I'm not saying they're going to break the 16 in our rankings or in the NHL, but I just really like how the Blue Jackets play. I know that it doesn't always translate into wins, and they they do have one of the best goalie tandems in the league, I still think. Uh, but I, I, I could see them kind of trying to play spoiler in the next couple of months. You know, hey, 
we're not going to make the playoffs, but let's just play for pride. And they definitely have enough talent to do that to where they could potentially, if they run into some of these West Coast teams, I don't know what their schedule is like for the rest of the year, but they could potentially, if they run into a couple of teams that are trying to get in to fight for that last spot in the West, I could see them playing spoiler and kind of playing a hand in how the, the West shapes up for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to force me to, you know, give me a team, just, you know, force me a team. You, give me a team. You Chris. have to have a team. <laughs> uh, and maybe this is an easy way out because they went on a little bit of a run when they got a new coach, but Vancouver. Mm. Yeah, maybe Vancouver can put something together. It seems like they've been stunted a little bit. They're at 21 right now. Um, but could they, you know, collect themselves after the All Star break and make a run for it? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Everybody always points to the St. Louis Blues, the, the year they won the cup and yeah. they were, you know, dead last and just started picking teams off one by one. That's always a possibility. I don't know who it could be. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm looking at these teams on the, the right side of the screen and I'm like, I can't see a repeat of any of these teams and like what the St. Louis Blues did. But who knows? Who knows? But yeah, Bruce, and I, there it is. And I, <laughs> And I, and I don't want to end the show without, uh, you know, letting the, the Panthers off the hook. Yeah. Not only did, did I this. not only did I put the Avalanche at number one because I feel like they are like the best team in the league right now and they're playing like the best team in the league. But I also put them at number one because the Panthers lost last week to none other than the Seattle Kraken. That don't look good on the resume when you're a team, you know, that's that's upper echelon for this season. So, and, and I know Seattle's going to win games here and there and going back to the parody conversation, like it happens. And this is a little bit of tongue in cheek, but it's not, you lost to the freaking Kraken and you deserve to drop because of and that. And the week before the, the Calgary Flames hang a five spot on you. So mm. th- there's that too. Obviously, you know, yeah. those were the only games that they lost in the span of two weeks, but still, yeah, um, yeah, 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 not a good look. So we'll see next week. Can Either one of our teams, or somebody else for that matter, but more importantly, one of our teams uh, unseat <laughs> the Panthers at at number one. I think it's going to happen if if the Avs continue this streak at home. As we're recording this, minutes from now, they're about to uh, puck drop against the Boston Bruins. If they can continue this home winning streak, which you know, then they go to Chicago, I think, on the road. But continue both things. They have an eight-game winning streak, a 16-game home winning streak. If they can continue both of those, how do you not vote them in number one right now? So we'll we'll cross that bridge next next week. So that's gonna wrap it up today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the uh, Thursday edition of Locked On NHL Power Ranking Edition. He is Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. I'm Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. If you're watching over on YouTube, we'll blow that graphic up one more time to get a good look at it and throw your hatred our way in the comments section because it's only Adam and I who who do these. We lie. It's not it's not the whole league. It's it's just Adam and I. No, it really is the whole league. People don't. We don't we don't need your vitriol. All right, everybody. See you next week. Next week.